0: Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. It's time to get all your Star Wars news in a single file. This is Making Tracks. Here are your hosts,
1: Mark Newbold and Dave Tree. That's
0: not true. That's impossible. You're listening to Making Tracks. This is episode 18. I'm your co-host Mark Newbold and joining me on the show today, Findiana Jones had a list of bad dates this man would not be on it. Please (laughs) introduce yourself to our massive audience please. Hi everyone it's dave from all the cool stuff i think that's probably
1: my favorite ever intro that you've ever done there mark that really? yeah 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 i mean how, how can you not love a john reese davis kind of like tribute like that that is that's is great i'll tell you what i i never realized that that was kieran sire the little kid yeah like doing the dates. i always thought that that was genuinely a little kid but now i know it's like no that guy's like in his 30s or 40s or whatever <laughs> strange you need yeah. a stunt man for that but maybe they really were poison dates
0: if he came up to me with a tray of volavons I'm not entirely sure that I would accept them yeah, you would just to be careful i oh, probably, oh, probably would i've got a strong constitution so how are, how are things with you i i know i'm queuing up an obvious question here i know life has been very busy for you what's been going on dave it's been back to back events
1: so apologies to everyone i know you've all been waiting with bated breath for the next episode of making tracks but i have been on the road it's been one show after the next during the week we're on the all the cool stuff is the toy shop and then on weekends i'm away somewhere it was london film and comic-con then it was cardiff comic-con then last weekend was bournemouth film and comic-con so relatively local to where i am this weekend i'm off to weymouth a uh, weekend after that i'm in bristol so it's like literally from where it's been so quiet all of a sudden all hands at the deck all going crazy so i'm just literally going backwards and forwards so that been a bit stir crazy but been a lot of fun as well i've got to meet quite a few other sort of like uh, fans of uh fantha tracks at all the events and stuff like
0: that so uh, yeah it's been pretty pretty good what about on your side mark similar really uh, i think as we're sort of gearing up for celebration so it's getting all the the final bits of that sorted out the writing's going well the website's really going well uh, and everything's ticking over there so we've got lots to talk about obviously on this episode in relation to fantha tracks it's good but like you say it's been really really busy we've had episodes from capital sci-fi so we had uh, uh, content coming from there andy lith who's one of our newer team members who does a lot of hosting of of events and panels has got some stuff from carlisle comic-con so we've got some content coming from that over the next couple of weeks so yeah it's been it's been busy and i'm really glad that we're finally sitting down and talking this episode making tracks episode 18 (laughs) the big return of mark and dave we're going to talk about our celebration memories because celebration is literally around the corner. We will have one yes. episode out before then, so we will be giving all the information about what we're doing then. Yeah, I'm sure other nonsense will come along as we as we keep talking.
1: If there's one thing you get for your money on this podcast, it's a lot of nonsense. <laughs> if you don't feel there's enough nonsense, then we'll give you a refund.
0: Yeah, you're at the wrong podcast.
1: <laughs>
0: Fantatrax we've got celebration chicago coming up when you look back over celebrations past and i know for me when i think of celebration and i think of you dave there's there's one specific <laughs> event that i think of uh, not That's that one boring. not that one don't worry i'm not going to talk about that one publicly uh, another one uh, back in 2007 and people have been talking about the original celebration in europe lately just i've noticed on social media because people are so fond of that event talk people through people that don't know one, don't know the legend of, of Dave Tree and, and don't know of the things that you've done. One of the best things you've ever done, uh, not that, the, that we can talk about, is the Palatoy Archive. C- give people a little bit of info on the Palatoy Archive, how it came together and what it was all about. For so the first Celebration Europe, I was approached to create
1: content for the show that would be unique to that event. The first Celebration Europe was kind of done in differently to how they're done now where it is a licensed show handled by read pop back then for that first one and, and again to kind of put it into context it was the first time it ever been held outside the united states it was almost sub-managed by a third party you had back in 2007 a, a celebration going on at the same time so i think it made sense to kind of have the incumbent team work on US based celebration. And then for the the first European one, have another team working on it, you know, almost side by side, but simultaneously, because that, that year you literally had celebration stateside and then celebration Europe. The third party got in touch saying, we're trying to like come up with a few ideas for content for the event to make it stand out on its own two feet, and not be seen as like a smaller version or a watered down version of what's going on in the States, because people who are making both those trips may make draw comparisons and go, well, you know, this is, this is not good. So there, there was a, a need to kind of create new content for it. So I said, yeah, I'll, I'll be up for that. Um, let me do something about, cause it was the 30th anniversary. I'll do something about the original toy releases. And whilst it was originally celebration Europe, I chose to do Palatoy, which were the guys who originally distributed the vintage toys in the 70s and 80s in the UK, to do like a toy exhibit. Now, the original premise was to work alongside Hasbro because it was the 30th anniversary. And the idea was that this was like a toy exhibit that you walk through, of like, you know, this is where Star Wars came from. And then this is where it is now. And then you're walking into the Hasbro bit. Things changed along the way. And then it was like a, a standalone um, exhibit in itself. And it was great fun. It was a daunting task because I hadn't fully appreciated that I thought all this stuff would be fairly easy to access. And to kind of put it into kind of context, there's not at that point in time there was no one person in the uk who had all the toys so what was actually being shown at the show was the amalgamation of about four different collectors so there there was nobody who had the complete run that's kind of how bonkers it is to then try and make sure you got every like box ticked and things like that and even then we only did what is called the debut product so not like the reissue so if you think of darth vader example as an example he was produced on a star wars card then an empire strikes back and a return of the jedi and so and so forth it was just literally their debut their their debut packaging that we um we exhibited it was like a walkthrough exhibit with like a history of loads of awesome stuff to see um some rare things like toy shop displays and adverts running and things like that and it was a huge hit it was a complete nightmare to do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there was a lot of blood, sweat and tears, but then there was a lot of sweat that went into it over the weekend because I was like giving my personal guarantee that, you know, everything's going to be fine and, and, and all of that. But what it enabled that first show to do was have content that was completely unique and hadn't been seen anywhere else. So, yeah, it, it, it was great. It was it was great fun. I didn't really get to do experience celebration to the same degree as an average punter would because I was having to sort of like man that.
0: But one of the best things to come out of it was I Met You. <laughs> um, because... Blimey, it must have been a lousy show if that was the best thing to come
1: yeah, out of Yeah, it. well, no, no, because no, I remember it was, you know, que- queuing up, I was wearing the, the exhibit T-shirt because we had, like, all these crew T-shirts uh, that utilized the Boba Fett bounty hunter logo from the, the mail away promotion and you just went oh yeah that's a cool t-shirt and then then we got talking yeah. and then the penny dropped that like holy cow i know you <laughs> you know because you know we, we we used to talk like years and years ago that's right and, and then i just, just remember you go turning around and going louis <laughs> 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 because louis was there as well who back at that point in time you, you both like sort of manning lightsaber yeah in the late 90s and that yeah that was that was like
0: a real crazy moment it was good fun i've still uh, got a huge fondness for that event though just as just as a show i think for me i know you you know you you and matt and a lot of other people were doing a lot of shows uh in in the sort of 2000s and going back to the 90s i mean for me i used to do a lot of sort of more mixed sci-fi shows and obviously i'm into my treks i used to go a lot of trek and babylon 5 and stuff like that in the 90s that's what i was doing but to go to a monster star wars show like that and Mm. like you say meet yourself and meet so many other people and you know exhibiting there as lightsaber even though they put me on a booth uh, this this is weird we should have been in the fan area but because we've got Gerald Home on our table signing for charity and giving us a, a significant portion of what he raised towards the charity we were raising for at the time adrenal cortical cancer which was very cool of him to do yeah. they put us in a different area so they basically put us in with all the dealers and a dealer never turned up and I think they were called it was something weird like angels and demons or something like that so our booth was like <laughs> you know it didn't say lightsaber it said angels and demons but behind us we had this great big lightsaber pull up I'd bought myself the Ben Kenobi you know force fx lightsaber and so people thought we were literally selling lightsabers It's like no they're on the hasbro booth we're a a fan site you know now we just met us when i met paul bateman for the first time and just so many different people it was an amazing event it was nothing like it had
1: ever been done over here at that point it's kind of weird to kind of talk about it because i think we take it all totally for granted but up, up to that point there was so much almost like reservation amongst the dealers because, you know, effectively all the cool stuff was around back then. And I chose not to be a dealer at the show because I was doing like the toy exhibit. Even right up to the week before, I remember we were at an event. I think it might have been... It was one of the race courses, not Sandown, but it was, it was roundabout there. Yeah. And I remember, you know, because there's people from the garrison there, and I, I was with uh, Nick Roach from Three Dafts. You know, he he was at the event, and I remember people kind of like, oh, you know, I hope you, I hope he's going to be okay, Nick, and all this kind of stuff. You know, there was like this kind of, like, oh, you might have wasted your money. And then at the end of it, like, everybody just blew out. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. it, it was just like absolutely, it was like completely. Unprecedented, you know, and I remember seeing Darren Simpson from Starzone Toys. He was just kind of like in a daze afterwards, you know, yeah. and, and several other people. No one expected it to be as nuts as it was, and it was so great because it was just like full-on adrenaline the whole weekend. It was amazing. So but it
0: was all the after parties as well. It was like you know we we would go to the Novotel where bonnie burton and tom hodges and all the artists were sort of hanging out and kenny baker was sitting there with the i always say he was sitting there and nodding off he got a glass of red wine and it looked like he was balancing a bucket on a stick because it, <laughs> it was just going left right as he was nodding off and then he'd wake up and have a little drink you know but and sans was up there and it, but there was stuff happening it we met in the fox if i remember that's where we met yeah. wasn't it yeah, you know and there's all these different places and just so many cool little memories and stories and i think for the uk scene as well and for people who who were around then and still around now you kind of think back to that first celebration as being something so special not that the second celebration in 2016 wasn't which i'm sure we'll get to but you know that first one was was just something else
1: was that your first celebration full stop or had you done some
0: state ones i look back and i think why didn't i do it because in 99 i was determined to be in the states from when phantom came out and i knew all about celebration because i used to get the insider back in the day you know yeah, but like, yeah me and me and my friend paul who who we've been doing star wars stuff together since literally since we were little kids you know we decided to do like a california driving tour so we saw phantom in vegas and then just went back every three years but of course 1990 2002 2005 when the films came out was also the first three celebrations so but we never did it we always we always did this vegas trip for some reason so which was very cool to to have seen you know the opening nights of those three films in the states yeah. but i think back now and i think oh i really probably should have done celebration instead you know looking at it because it would have been an amazing experience and i think matt did was it celebration three matt did matt and richard mitchell went out to do one of those
1: yeah i think he did the revenge of the sith one
0: yeah i think that was indianapolis yep i know brian did japan and and he's done quite a few And when you look at it so between us as a team we've we've, we've been to quite a few but can't not talk about celebration and, and not mention the caravan that we did back in 2013, which was like a trip and a half. I mean, thinking back again, I mean, that's, what, six years ago now? which doesn't seem like five minutes. It's about two shirt sizes ago, I know that. But, you know, you, <laughs> you, look, you, look, you look back and you think, you know, we drove down to the ferry, we got the ferry over, we drove yeah. through France and Belgium, Holland and Germany, and we've got Jeremy Bullock with us. I mean, that ain't going to be replicated, is it?
1: That was a real treat, and that was orchestrated by James... I was very privileged to be part of that, part of the team and it was like yourself, James, Matt and I with Jeremy and Maury. For me, the fondness of that was just the terrific weather. I mean it was sweltering hot. Oh yeah. But it was just brilliant sunshine, you know, from the
0: UK and then through going through France up to did we do Luxembourg then Belgium? Now we did. We drove into France, so northern France. Stopped with the French garrison, um, or rather met it with the French garrison. We went yeah. into Belgium and met with the Belgian garrison at the Atomium. Yes, um, Which was mind-blowingly cool because I always remember as a kid, my my granddad had a set of playing cards. And on the back of the playing cards was the atomium, so it always was one of these things I'd always seen, but never really caught on how big it was or what it was. And being in the top of that and having the view of the city was amazing. Holland, of course, went to Amsterdam, did the neon museum, walked down the river, and all that. You know, so that was pretty special. And then into Germany, so everything about it was was awesome. Oh, the caves of Han—that's that's a memory to remember. To kind
1: of like help anybody who's trying to like sort of make sense of what we're talking about. This journey route had us stopping off at places that had a a loose tie or theme to anything that's star wars so the caves of han han solo when we're in amsterdam we went to the museum of i forgot but it was like fluorescence so it was kind of like lightsabers and stuff like that And, and the guy who ran that was really wild he was a proper
0: California hippie he was, yeah. a San Francisco. He was there in the 60s and it, in, he moved over
1: probably uh, in the late and, 60s early 70s and yeah. I don't think he's actually ever moved from that time period either because he, no. he was he was he was really kind of indicative of that that's but, a very polite way of putting stone out of his mind that's, <laughs> a, really, that's a really subtle way of putting it man it was great it was a lot of fun but it was just like terrific weather it was like a really cool road trip and then um running the booth at uh, germany as well
0: well my memory of, of the booth because you, you manned that booth and worked worked that booth like crazy but my my body memory of that booth is trying to fit that that's Santa Fe. <laughs> yes, Maybe may four inches either side, and I managed to get it in there over that line. I don't know how I did that.
1: Uh, I no. <laughs> you know, it's like there's it the odd bead of
0: sweat going. Please don't bump it. Please don't bump it. But uh, no, you did it. You managed it. So, if if you had to look back at your at your celebration experience so far, and of course Chicago is going to be the most awesome and the best without doubt, what would you say would be your your peak moment, your peak celebration moment so far? That's a quite a tricky one to kind of
1: call because I can't really say it was any one moment. It sounds very kind of cheesy, but it is actually the opportunity to meet people that you haven't actually been able to physically meet in roundabout ways. So mentioned that you got to meet yourself back in 2007. And Sorry about been, that. But we've been talking since like late 90s, early 2000s, you know, like literally not so much put names to faces, but like literally you're all there for the same reason. And like that to me is is what's great. And the friends that you make from like these events, they do stick with you. Like so from Germany, I've got loads of friends from like Mint and Box. They've all come from being at that same place yeah. at that same point in time, you know, and it, 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 to me, that really is genuinely is quite special. I'm really looking forward to Chicago because I'll get to see Jeremy Beckett. And Jeremy and I go way, way back. He now lives in Australia. And if he hears this, which he won't, but he'll just get a, <laughs> he'll just have such a big head about it because I give him you know stick all the time yeah but genuinely i don't get to see the guy um so i'll be able to see him for the first time well i saw him a couple of years ago but it'd be twice in 10 years and it's like to me that's great it's stuff like that i, yeah. I can't really say it was like meeting anybody because my experiences have always been Very different to the average punter. So for the last London show, I was running a stand, which was effectively for showmasters selling all their Star Wars collectibles and stuff like that. You know, they needed someone to kind of like sort of run that. So, again, I didn't do the last London one as a punter. Every time I do these things, I don't get to go to the panels. I don't get to meet the guests and things like that so really for me it's the interaction with friends and colleagues and like-minded people because they're passing by wherever i am and then and being able to like sort of catch up and talk there so really for me that is genuinely the value i really really love to engage with folks yeah and i think that's like the, the coolest thing i mean from your side of things i mean you again your experience has changed over the years because each time, and and now for this one, what you're doing is incredible. Like it's genuinely bonkers what you're having to do for Chicago, and it's kind of like, oh wow, you know, like <laughs> make way for Lord Newbold oh, on no, red carpet that. and all this sort of stuff. But like, no, no, no. But, but your interaction—I take, take the
0: corridors at the back of the Albert Hall. I don't walk down the main. Doors, <laughs>
1: <just tell> <laughs> but like, but like, your experience is different and is always changing as well. I think you're gonna have a very different take on this one because of you're running the whole podcast stage which is just brilliant but like do you have like a standout moment yourself over the last however many
0: that you've done i'm very similar to you it's because fandom is kind of an ethereal thing so much of it's run on social media or message boards or or, you know that kind of arena if you like and us as phantom trackers we're lucky i mean we live you and me live three hours apart but we catch up Pretty regularly considering, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. and the rest of the team, you know, we, there's always a couple like, you know, Matt and Martin were together this week, and, you know, and the MCM's coming up, so there's a few of us at MCM, and there's a few of us in the Midlands, we catch up for a meal every few weeks. We're lucky in the sense that we do actually get to meet, but to your point, you know, there's people, like, I've never met Jeremy Beckett. I speak to him occasionally online, and you always have a good laugh and a bit of banter at, you know, various things, but it's, it's going to be cool to actually meet him and put a face to the name sort of thing, and, yeah. and other people the same. And you mentioned Pierre and the guys from minting box it's always nice yeah. to bump into them you know I last saw them at the last jedi premiere you know it's always cool to see them so yeah it's, it's a similar thing it is bumping into people meeting people and, and having those experiences but i think if i had to pick a moment one specific single moment it would probably be the 40th anniversary panel when the curtain dropped and John Williams was there and they wow. played the Princess Leia's theme and I was with Big Kev and just I I lost it I, I was crying like a baby so uh, quite, <laughs> quite happy to admit you know it really it just got to me and there's been a few there have been a few moments at Celebration like that the first play of the Force Awakens trailer you know the yeah. Chewie We're Home moment you know that just got to me like nobody's
1: business everybody i spoke to on that was the same you know they they've all openly said you know it was like literally like tears and things like i mean for the last celebration you saying that because i was i was in here watching the live stream that was going out on youtube because it was a saturday and it was peeing down with rain outside so there's like literally no one's coming into the shop you know like forget it you know you might as well just go home. but i was here i had the live stream on i did actually really well up with The carrie fisher tribute that that was there it's like my god you know that's really pulling on the heartstrings that brought it home if you
0: were actually there it must be like a meltdown (laughs) you know everybody's like literally like losing it but don't you find though that's that's the beautiful part of and fandom is a very loose catch-all phrase and there's good bits and bad bits and it's the same with every collection of fans of anything of anything football music whatever but don't you find when, when fandom or, or the experience, let's put it that way, the experience is at its best. Yeah. And you can be in a room with 2,000 other people and look around at complete strangers with tears running down your face and not feel like a bit of a fool. You know, you just go, w- I know why you're getting, I know why you're feeling that, you know why I'm feeling it. You know, it's all slightly different because everyone's got a different experience. But we're, we're sharing it. Yeah. And I love I love the moments when you feel like you're, you're sharing it. So they're the bits that stand out for me. And I'm really hopeful that Chicago, not that I'm intending to blub like about, Maybe, but I'm hoping that this moment... <laughs> you will you be know, by the end of it. <laughs> I'm sure something will happen that will put, bring me to tears, Probably stub my toe. But, you know, something will happen in Chicago, we'll come back and go, that was a bit special. Hello, I'm Warwick Davis, and you're listening to Fantha Tracks. You've mentioned you've alluded to the podcast stage. Making Tracks actually have a show on the podcast stage, and <gasps> I would be remiss not to mention... That you and me, Dave, you and me, (laughs) making Tracks lives, Sunday 4 till 4.45 on the podcast stage. We've got to think what we're going to talk about. Brian is the prep guy, isn't he? Brian likes to get things planned and organised. We need these organisational people in our lives. And Brian is the daddy of the group. And and Claire's the mummy of the group. And so we've got these people organising us, like cats being herded. But I don't yet know what we're going to talk about. I prefer to just make it up. That's just my nature. But
1: but, (coughs) there's the magic,
0: guys. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's all just pulled out, pulled out of the ether. So we are on the podcast stage. So we have making tractors on the podcast stage. One other thing to mention, of amongst many, many of us have new shirts. Uh, Have you seen the new (laughs) shirts? We're not going to tell anybody, but we have new shirts, and they. They look freaking awesome. So there's new shirts. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yes. Let's,
1: let's just rewind. We got the same shirts, they're just in different colours. Yes. You know, so don't confuse the public. Confuse
0: you know, myself? I could, how, how how can we, I guarantee we, not we, confusing we, the public? We
1: haven't changed anything. We've expanded on oh our I've definitely fashion. Expanded,
0: yeah. yeah, well, you, you look very natty
1: in your uh, new uh, uh, fashion yeah yeah I, I gotta say i was very impressed
0: i'm glad i'm glad i'm glad you noticed new shirts same logo so you'll recognize us in a crowd that's the whole point but we look very natty so making tracks on the podcast stage we've got new shirts tell us dave a little bit about the booth there's stuff going on on the booth there's there's things happening give us a bit of an insight because you are our booth manager What's i'm the your big, name by the way that's that's you're the big cheese i'm the big boob. Find the tracks are very fortunate to
1: have a presence at celebration chicago and we will be running a booth over the five days and giving it a little bit of a theme along the lines of the 20th anniversary of the phantom menace yes it's crazy to think that it's been 20 years since jar jar binks and little annie and even jira burst into our lives storm's coming up annie You better get home quick. Well, they're the prequels. So yeah, it's been 20 years and yet we still kind of, in some respects, are quite derogatory towards these things. And I think that needs to change. Yeah. They might not necessarily be your favourite stories, but you probably can look back now at how those, that anticipation, how that made you feel. That in itself is nostalgia, especially after 20 years now. It was a crazy event leading up to it. We're kind of marking that as the th- the main theme of our booth, we'll have a couple of things running all the time, but primarily we have a giveaway that
0: we'll be doing every day. Do you think we could talk about that, Mark? I think we should talk about it because as as we speak, like I say, as we speak, there's there's 21 days till the show kicks off, so we need to let all the people know the all that here we go all the cool stuff that we're going to have on the booth, as well as yourself, Dave. So so yes, yeah, go for <laughs> it. Tell people about all the wonderful things that we've got. All right,
1: so mentioned we're going to be like celebrating 20th anniversary of the phantom menace and to help mark that we have got a giveaway each day of a phantom menace themed postcard featuring all new artwork by uh, comic artist nick brokenshire he's been very kind in creating four character postcards for us and we'll be giving those away there's only a thousand sets of these available so a thousand complete sets and you'll get a different postcard each day now, you'll be able to like, procure these in a number of different ways, but it will all be about demonstrating that you follow Fantha Tracks on a relevant social media platform. So there'll be a different one each day. Yeah. MySpace
0: does not count.
1: If you don't use that particular social media platform, don't worry, you'll then be able to take part in a game that we've got devised, We've trialed this at the last Fanther Day. It's Play Your Cards Right, which is known as a different game show in the States, but effectively, deck of cards, and we've got them themed towards Phantom Menace characters. And you've got to like go along the line and see if the following card, you've got to guess if it's going to be higher or lower than. Dave, Dave, I've
0: got a question. I've got a question. Who's dressing up as the dolly dealer?
1: That won't be me, unfortunately, <laughs> because. I will be running another part of the booth, which will be all about the toys of the Phantom Menace. So we we spoke about the Palatoy Archive earlier in the episode. One of the areas of interest that I have is all to do with the toys of the Phantom Menace. Because, again, a phenomenal amount of merchandise was created for this, the very first prequel. But also, there was an awful lot of stuff that never actually made it into full production so the theme of that part of the booth will be the the unproduced toys of episode one or the phantom toys and this will be a rotating display so different things shown each day of toys that were very very close or products very very close to literally being launched but for one reason or another the plug was pulled on them or retailer support was changed give people a bit of an insight into some of the other product that were on the table back then we all mistakenly associate the phantom menace with overproduction of stuff and yeah to a degree there was a little bit of that that went on but that doesn't mean that we got Everything that was, you know, they, they slapped the, the branding and the label on it. There was an awful lot of stuff that never actually quite got there. So I'll be running that. We'll also be having a little area to do various interviews and recordings for our various different channels, from Fantha TV to podcast interviews and things like that. And you'll get to meet the rest of the team as well, where Fantha Tracks as a whole is out in force. You'll be able to get to meet the other members of the Fantha Tracks team. Throughout the the five days at the tracks booth as well. So like, if you want to come and meet us? Uh, me personally, I want to meet you. If you listen to the show, I want to meet all three of you. Pop on over. You know, it'd be a pleasure to talk you through some of the uh, the toy displays. Even play play your cards right. And it's bugging me what the American version is called, but it it is known by another name there. But like when you see it, you'll you'll, you'll get the gist of it straight away. And like I said, we have got a cool giveaway as well. So we are literally at celebration chicago in full force from the point of view of like the booth with the content that we're doing giveaways podcasts and all the other activities that the other folks are doing so i'm really 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 looking forward to it i've got a lot of work that i still need to do uh running up to it particularly for like the the, the toy side of things because i've got to like do like all the annotation and, and work out how i'm going to transport it all but it's
0: quite exciting it's, it's quite cool well, we both have other things that we're doing, things within the show that we're doing, which we can't talk about quite yet. It's not been announced, but we both have other things that we're doing. So they're bubbling along quite Oh, nicely. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Hopefully... About no, no, no. <laughs> God, there's there's ha- even more work
1: we've got to do. Oh, I man.
0: <laughs> and hopefully by the next show, because we will have another show out before before celebration. We definitely will. To wrap everything up so everybody knows what's going on, there is the 501st Clubs Bash, the Avento yeah. Byte event, that's happening on the Thursday night? Thursday night. Thursday? Yeah, 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 yeah. Get so, Tickets exactly get your tickets and I know they're selling out a lot of hotcakes so if you haven't already get moving because they're going really quick so uh, I know some of us will be there for that there is also a podcast get together the podcast stage have decided that they want to have a nice get together podcasts from the stage and other podcasts all meeting up at the Ark Bar at the Hyatt Regency which is at McCormick Place so that's on the evening of Saturday the 13th so there'll be a whole bunch of people there for that so that'll be a good laugh I don't think we could hope to capture everything that we've got to do but we will collate and make sure that we let everybody know what's happening by the next show so it's all nailed down and and detailed
1: hey man it's me kevin smith star wars fan fan the tracks fan
0: now before we move into another conversation and go off at a random left turn like we always do the news has come out now the release dates or rather the launch dates or the opening dates even of galaxy's edge in anaheim it is the 31st of may and in orlando it's the 29th of august so those parks are going to be open they're going to be ridiculously packed obviously what are your thoughts? Because one of the rumours and one of the hot takes is that the Ride of the Resistance ride will not be opening when the parks open. Do you think it's a mistake to open the parks without that being ready for people to see and, and get into? Or do you think it's a smart bit of business to do, you know, essentially like a soft opening just to see where where the flow of people go and just build up quietly? What do you think on that? I don't think it's
1: anything deliberate. I mean, nobody wants to not have everything open and ready at the point and launch but i don't think you can postpone things when everything else is there because this whole thing's cost money you know and and, yeah. and if one ride or or certain features aren't ready that shouldn't be the reason to not get it all you know, if, if if something's fallen behind on that you can't really fall behind on anything else because this is one cog in a massive machine within that park they just got to go with it so at least they've kind of owned up to it from that point of view and and set that expectation where you can i know it's not everyone's necessarily happy about that but like better you kind of know in advance than not at all i don't think it's necessarily an insidious thing to like get you to come back and do two visits and i don't necessarily think that it's like a soft launch to kind of iron out any of the creeks because if anybody knows how to control crowds and movements and things like that it's those guys they've been doing it for decades at yeah. the, you know they they know how to operate these things yeah it's going to be busy there always are it doesn't matter what opens up it's always crazy for those first year or whatever because it's all brand new it's, you know it's another reason to go back and visit so i don't see that there's anything wrong there from my perspective the coolest thing about it is you got hondo there you know they they put up that video of like the animatronic hondo and hondo is my favorite character from like the clone wars and when they brought him back into rebels for me that was like a huge win and to then see him get featured here it's like further legitimizing that character uh more within the universe of, of yeah. uh, star wars you know he, he's not kind of like that's it his his story's over you know from like clone wars to rebels it's like nope he's now a fixture within this could that lead on to other stuff in in, in one form or another And and like first time you've kind of seen him in a non-animated aspect as well yeah. and yeah. that is interesting as well because would I be right in saying he's the first Clone Wars character to be kind of yeah I in think, almost a live
0: action scenario? I don't think you'd be wrong. I, I can't think of another one, and I'm sure you know our three listeners will correct us if we're wrong. But <laughs> but you know I think I think he probably is. Yeah,
1: because yeah. I can't think of say like you had the cameo verbally of Quinlan Vos in Revenge of the Sith if you see what i mean if you see where yeah, i'm yeah. going with this yeah you've, you've had like sort of like verbal references oh i suppose chopper in rogue one
0: yeah from rebels yeah 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 and and here it gets a shout out but yeah i know i know what you i know yeah. You're going with that. yeah I but think, like, i think to physically make it
1: then yeah you're probably right that to me is quite interesting and, and very cool and great that they kind of like put in that kind of element to it i think that's like really really quite cool
0: well we were uh, lucky a couple of episodes ago we had amy ratcliffe come on who'd who'd actually done like a press tour of it and, and it's still far from complete and even now tightening it up and finishing it and they haven't stocked it yet because obviously there's all these various shops and outlets are going to have going to be busy and there's a lot of food outlets as well and retail places but she gave us a great insight into the park and one of the things that struck me was that as you walk in you feel very much or you will feel very much like you're in a significant sized outpost but not in the sense of when you walk to hogwarts you see the castle and it's a big boom impact you know and then you get into the nitty-gritty of like Alley and various other areas and 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 see different aspects of of the potter world but to go to this you 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 are walking through the streets and you do feel like you're within the environment so as much as going on the rides which of course i think everyone's looking forward to the rides that's not the main main reason i want to go to galaxy's edge it's just to be in there and, and feel the ambience and feel like i'm walking through a star wars location definitely
1: It is really exciting and great that it's like rolling out across a couple of different venues as well. It's not like it's just uh, in this in this one spot. I know people have been kind of not necessarily the happiest about things, you know, and talking, you know, like like VIPs and rides aren't ready and things like that. But like it's not going to diminish your enjoyment if you got to go to
0: that thing you're still going to love
1: it and it's there uh, for the
0: long haul isn't it that's the point yeah. it's going to be there in 10 years time so yeah.
1: Yeah. and and the investment that's been made into it star tours sat there for a good 30 years and whilst it had like updates to the actual theme inside the ride you know it, it's like an installation in itself yeah. and, and like this is so cool i have no plans to go visit but if i get the opportunity you bet i'm gonna like go check it out just such a cool thing to actually get it's the one thing that I remember when the Disney thing was a uh, takeover was announced. Everybody said, Oh my God, it's going to be like star Wars land. Shortly after Mickey Jedi is going to be on absolutely everything, which if anything, is actually the other way around. You know, he's now been taken off everything. That was always kind of like, wow, does this mean we're going to get like star Wars land? And, and this is as close as
0: you're going to get to that. It's Super cool. I think, I think also people collectors, you know, I and mean, we know plenty of collector friends who try and get as much as they can. i you know i'm thinking duncan jenkins is certainly one who tries to get a bit of everything he must have seen the announcements of galaxy's edge and all the product that's coming out and his heart must have sunk because there's (laughs) so much stuff
1: i'm hoping that they keep a a little bit of tribute going with star tours and then have kind of like you know themed outfits and stuff like that you know with with the blue and orange and black jumpsuits and stuff like that because i thought that was really cool you know we'll have to wait and see
0: so that's it for our 18th episode of making tracks we will be back before celebration chicago so we will be back within the next couple of weeks and you and me dave will be back talking the wars and all sorts of nonsense before celebration chicago i can't wait i'm so excited for this show and i'm so excited that cannon fodder we now have a new show on the network along with making tracks along with the phantom from down under we now have cannon fodder that is brian cameron back with a vengeance with matt and myself talking about comics and books and all sorts of literature stuff Uh, we did the first episode last month it went down really really well can't wait to do the next one before i launch into telling people where they can find us on social media dave where can people find you
1: normally you will be able to find me in the deepest darkest new forest at all the cool stuff which is the shop that uh, I run in Fortinbridge Hampshire come down anytime say hello or you can find me online on social media either at all the cool stuff or farthest from which is the show that we run and also Tracks TV on YouTube so just literally Tracks, of which there is some amazing content that's been pumped out over the last few weeks, if you don't subscribe to Fantatracks TV already, get yourself on there. In many cases, there's expanded content from some of the things that we talk about on making tracks, with well, like interviews. But like in terms of reviews, it is the go-to because pretty much every Hasbro release, Martin's on there, like quick smart, and then there's a few other little insights and bits and bobs in there as well. So go check that out. But if I'm like looking to find myself who uh, the, the guru and the master of the podcast stage at Celebration <laughs> Chicago <laughs> where can I find you Mark
0: well assuming you would be looking for me which I, always I'm, I'm kind of hinting that you might be you can find me on Twitter at Prefect underscore timing uh, you can email me at Mark at com and always noodling around in the back end of the site which always sounds wrong but I know what I mean but if you want to find us on the podcasts or you want to find Making Tracks, you can contact any of the shows. So that's Cannon Fodder, Making Tracks, The Phantom From Down Under, and there are other shows coming very, very soon, one of which will be launching at Celebration Chicago. We've just come up with a name for it. It will be announced very shortly. And you can email us at radio.fantatracks.com, or you can comment on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest or Tumblr. It's all at Fantatracks. But if you want to find this very podcast and the other shows that we have on the network, we're on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Stitcher Android Spotify SoundCloud TuneIn iHeartRadio and Spreaker uh, we're also on smart speakers as well such as Amazon Alexa Apple HomePod Google Home and Sonos wow. uh, you can play us in your car with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto I've learnt all this off by heart I'm <laughs> I you do good <laughs> this is all from memory you can get us on your gaming console and on your television you can find us on Fantatrax TV which of course we stream on there as well and the Fantatrax app for all the details on how to listen in and subscribe check out our dedicated page on Fantatrax. it's called Fantatrax radio you'll see it in the little toolbar at the top click on that all the info you need for whatever device or whatever way you want to listen to us it's in there we don't yet do yoga pots and string but it's coming so that's episode 18 before i completely frazzle out dave thank you as always we will see you for the next episode and already i cannot wait equally Storm's coming up, Annie. You better get home quick.